0: Previously
1: on The Songless Thriller. I know you've been through quite a bit of trauma, my friend, but you must understand what what we stand within are mere ruins of this empire. This, you know, the, the ones you speak of have been gone for centuries.
2: I think, I think we should sort of... Drop this conversation, we're wasting time. There are people to find here, so we should keep on moving. Let's go.
3: The sarcophagus is made of marble, like I described, but the stone sculpture on top of it is painted because it is a depiction of the Dark Warden. It seems
2: this person was one of the the Dark Warden's dragon priests. I don't think that... These folks deserve
4: peace.
2: Methuselah, they hurt you. I I don't think you're wrong, but at the same time, I I don't really live my existence believing that we should take revenge on those that have hurt us. If if that were the case, then I don't think I would have been able to, you
3: know, survive. And you guys go back?
2: Tell me more about your wife, if you don't mind. What was her name? How did you meet?
1: her name was Nera.
2: Do you have anything to remember her by? Like any tokens
3: that she left you?
1: There is this, and he like reaches into his pouch. He takes out a little, like, a holy symbol.
3: For the untrained eye, this is easily a religious symbol. You, on the other hand, are a little bit more versed. This symbol is more something that the legends of old would recognize as instruments that the fabled druidic circles would use
4: throughout the vastness of the multiverse there lies a tavern
2: as you approach its doors you catch bubbles of laughter that rise and burst into cheers as colorful groups of travelers find comfort in their bonds as you head inside the smile of the tavern keeper
4: greets you. They're an otherworldly being with a bluish, corporeal form. They wear attire befitting of an innkeeper. And they have a large, cloudy nebula for hair, speckled with stars, which gently sways with their movement.
3: Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern, where stories are served like ale and a seat is open for you at
2: every table.
3: Tonight's special is the Sunless an epic adventure of high fantasy with notes of like friendship, danger, and most importantly,
5: cool. will our
3: adventure survive to descend into the dungeon? Or is there a dark and calamity taking roots far from the sun's reach?
5: While Methuselah and Mortis are discussing just things about their life, I think Thorn's gonna try to, like, examine this room a little bit he'll kind of walk around and see if there's anything more to it. Since we have not running into a lot of like weird secret passages, he's gonna look around.
4: Yeah, Seeker's gonna do the same and they're gonna like check in with uh, Thorn every now and then just to see like, hey, did you find anything? Oh, I didn't find anything. Or yeah, I found something.
3: Alright, alright. Go right ahead. Uh,
4: that'll be a 22 with advantage.
3: You guys are wandering around and with it as you guys are like contouring the circular edge of this room you're just walking along the circular wall until you get to a point on the wall it resembles the cracks from the rest of this structure because of the damage but now that you look a little bit closer these cracks are like in straight lines And now it makes a little bit more sense. This seems to be the contour for maybe a door.
4: Can Thorn push on it?
3: Can Seeker help push on it? You push and it does give a little. And then as you push, it doesn't go all the way. It kind of like stops. And but it feels like it can be moved to the side.
5: Yeah, Thorn will push it to the side.
3: And you guys push the door to the side, unveiling what's past it. This room is damp and cold, quite small as well, and there are skeletons lying on the ground. These skeletons have garments that best resembles that of guards that you would find maybe on a fortification. There was a symbol on this tabard that these skeletons wear, but it has long since been lost its color. So it's very hard to understand it. And additionally, there is a small chest on the far end of it, past all the skeletons. Do you
4: want to say it or do you want me to say it?
5: Thorn will kind of look back to what Methuselah and Mortis are doing and see that they're busy talking to each other. And he looks over up at Seeker with
4: like a grin. Do you think we should loot it?
5: Treasure,
0: treasure.
4: Let's do this. Treasure. (laughs) Treasure. And seeker's going to go towards the chest.
3: <laughs> as you guys step into the room, you're no more than a few breaths before the skeletons rise. And all four skeletons, wearing the tabards of an ancient time, reach down to where the waist is, their belt that is now connected to the pelvic bone, and pull out arrows so they can start shooting you guys as They also have bows at hand. Let's roll for initiative.
4: I really love how like Morris and Methuselah just talking about like philosophy, about like life and death and stories and their wives. And then like these idiots just like (laughs) got into a trap.
3: Which are we part of this initiative? Because we're in a different room. I'm not going to give you guys an opportunity to participate in the first round. But on the second, you guys will notice Seeker.
4: Uh, 16. Methuselah. 24. Thorn. 22.
3: Mortis. 5. It was going to be Methuselah first, but it is instead the skeleton, because Methuselah right now is just finishing the conversation with Mortis about their significant others. This skeleton draws their arrow onto the bow, and interestingly enough, this arrow has a weird arrowhead it's circular and weirdly enough glistening it shoots the arrow at the bigger target which is seeker 23 to hit
4: yes it hits
3: as it hits against the body of seeker the arrowhead it's because it was made of glass instead it's not piercing that hurts you because the glass literally just like dissolved almost but is the liquid inside that starts to sizzle that burns you for a total of four acid damage. Now it is Thorn.
5: Thorn is going to look at the skeleton that shot at Seeker. Um, first thing he's going to do is he's going to scream <coughs> to alert Mortis and Methuselah. It's kind of like a car alarm. It's like <coughs> sort of thing, you know? And then he's going to hurl an Eldritch Blast at the skeleton. So. Red kind of shimmers around him as this ball of purple and orange flowers goes flying towards the skeleton. Roll for the attack. Does a 25 hit?
3: Yes, it does.
5: He'll take 11 force damage.
3: The damage is massive. Great majority of the bones that composes this skeleton falls pretty much all of its rib cage, and he even loses one of its legs. But they're still up and they draw another arrow ready for the net's volley
5: and then can form back up kind of further back out of the room
3: sure um you can have all the space behind you pretty much
5: oh so in that case can he back up and then like go behind the wall
3: sure yeah now you are completely within the room that methuselah and mortis is uh that's big circular tower room and uh, yeah no more you are in view of the other room
5: and he'll 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 go there he won't like completely bail he just wants to kind of be around the corner from uh, seeker and that's the end of his turn
3: now it's the turn of the skeletons who will attack the only person at the door the arrow flies past seeker and it hits the wall behind it far away and it shatters and sizzles far away from you seeker your turn
4: so i'm going to use my insightful fighting again
3: dear charisma is not a lot but the natural 20 that i oh, got oh <laughs> no
4: bro i f-ing got an 18. uh seeker is also going to exit the room and they're going to they're just going to try and push the door closed can they do that
3: <laughs> you can't do both because the door is within the other wall. It was like a push wall and push to the side kind of thing. So you can either try to pull the wall closed again or you can back up.
4: I'll try to pull the wall closed again.
3: Do an athletics check.
4: <gasps> Just tell me you got an out one so I can part of inspiration back. Yeah.
3: What happens is that you try to pull the door. You're trying to get whatever give, whatever grip you can get on this wall that is within the stone, but instead something gets caught on the fluffy paw of yours and you can't move out of this spot.
4: <laughs> I'd, uh, I'd like to thank all of my allies for giving me back all of my bardic inspirations so that once again I am full. It's, it's worse than that, it's actually a zero because it's a one minus one. At this, uh, they're just gonna go... Meow!
3: Next would have been Mortis, but you guys have just realized by the car alarm that is Thorn and the frustrating screech of Seeker to notice that something is wrong. Now it's the turn of the skeletons, it's gonna hit the only person (laughs) that is visible and stuck. You're so lucky, I got sits on both dice. This one just flies off into the distance. Now it's the next guy. This one is total of 15.
4: That is my armor class, so yes, it hits.
3: A total of seven acid damage hits on the side of Seeker as the arrow hits true and shatters its crystal head against your body. Top of the round, Methuselah, now you are engaged in combat because of the show that just happened besides you.
4: So I hear Thorn. I look over and I see Thorn coming out of the room. And I'm gonna just like, call over and be like, Oh, what's going
5: on? Thorn is gonna just point at the skeletons. And you also see Seeker there, with just like acid dissolving their poor fur. Can
4: I see the skeletons or no?
3: On your angle, unless you get closer, you cannot see them. You just see Seeker screeching, stuck at a wall. Inside of a door that you have not seen there before.
4: Alright, so I'm going to. I want to get closer so I can see the skeletons. Maybe go on like the. in the middle of the door frame, but not, not right up against it.
3: You walk 15 feet to your side, and now you're able to see in full display Seeker with their hand stuck within the wall, and the at least two skeletons with garments, tabards that you recognize because those. Were the garments of the soldiers of the Keep of the Dragon, Dark Warden, long ago. But those are just skeletons.
4: I will go up to Seeker, seeing that Seeker is in need, and try to pull them free.
3: Seeker, you're no longer restrained.
4: That'll be it for my turn.
3: All right. Now it is the turn of the one skeleton that got pretty much decimated by the Eldritch Blast, a thorn. They have two targets now. The skeleton's gonna shoot Seeker. But at least it's not in advantage anymore. Nine. So he flies past you and hits the wall in the distance. Thorn, your turn.
5: Is there any room for Thorn to sort of squeeze in there to attack a skeleton?
3: Unfortunately, pretty much the whole passage is blocked now with Methuselah and Seeker. I would allow you to quickly, like, poke in and try to do something, like either cast a spell or throw something inside. But whatever attack you're gonna do will be with disadvantage.
5: I think in that case, he just peek his head in and, like, very quickly, like, whip a vicious mockery at the skeleton that he damaged before, where, like, the mockery he whips at it is like, you've really let yourself go over these past few years. And then the good old violet glow happens around the skeleton as, The little pixies appear around him and start insulting how dusty he's let his bones get.
3: Tan to pass?
5: He fails, so he'll take two psychic damage.
3: That is exactly how much health he had.
5: (laughs) I just imagine that the skeleton, like, his arms, like, deflate, and he just has this very defeated look, and then he just, like, crumbles.
3: He just falls to the ground dead.
1: (laughs) Or just like, you dusty shit, he just explodes. (laughs)
5: And then Thorn is gonna like hop back out of the room.
3: Next is another skeleton that we'll get to choose between the two targets. It's gonna be Methuselah. Dirty 20 to hit. Yep. A total of four acid damage impacts you and it starts to sizzle against your skin and clothing. Now it is Seeker's turn. Um,
4: Seeker is once again gonna try insightful fighting against the one that just shot Methuselah. That's gonna be a seven. It fails. The deception check? Yeah. Seeker is going to take their rapier and go and try and, like, swack that one. Oh, and it's with their sneak attack. Uh, does a nine hit it?
3: Unfortunately not. He goes and you f- thrust with the blade of your rapier into the tabard. But it didn't hit any of the bones and underneath the tabard. it just,
4: woo. You know what? Then they're just going to stay where they are.
3: Mortar's your turn.
1: How close can I get to the action?
3: You can reach the fight with 15 movement.
1: Can I get the secret?
3: With 20 feet, you can. Oh, no, okay. Seeker.
1: Then yeah, I'll search places with the secret. Then.
3: Now you are at the door frame. There's one skeleton that is closest to you, to your right. There's one right in front of you, but he is. Five feet away from you, so you kinda need to step a little bit closer inside to be able to engage with that one. And then there's another one diagonally. And that one is also five feet away.
1: So the first one you mentioned, was that close enough for me to whack with my sword? Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, till I assume as he was walking over to the door, he like pulled out his greatsword. He didn't even have full context as to what was going on. He just kind of assumed. Uh but obviously, yeah, that was his bonus action to pull out the sword. Um and then yeah, once he once he switches places with Seeker, he's going to make like a slash at the at the closest skeleton. Roll for an attack. 18 to hit.
3: That's a hit. Roll for the damage.
1: Uh, that is 11 damage total.
3: The damage is massive. Great majority, if not the entire lower part of the enemy, is obliterated. But the enemy still lifts himself up with no legs. And he angles himself against the wall to continue shooting at you. Now it is the one that you just hit. This skeleton is just going to shoot at you. 18 to hit.
1: It's one over my AC.
3: A total of eight acid damage as it connects with your shell and starts to sizzle it. Next skeleton, it's going to... Actually, it gets to choose between Methuselah or Mortis. Odds or evens? Ah, evens. Evens. So it's going to hit you. 14 to hit. No. And with that, it tries to shoot at you, but you lean a little bit to the side and the arrow just flies by top of the round Methuselah.
4: so i'm gonna do vicious mockery at the one that just tried to hit mortis and on Yorick, i'm gonna play like a as it like failed to hit <laughs>
2: making fun of this skeleton's terrible archery skills
3: 17.
2: that passes is gonna use their movement to go behind the wall
3: valid you're safe out of danger now thorn
5: Thorn is probably gonna go in the spot where Methuselah was, just so that he's like in the room and he can see the skeletons. He's gonna turn his head towards the skeleton on the ground, very menacingly, and he's gonna do good old faithful and whip an eldritch blast at it. Does the 25 hit?
3: Yes, it does hit.
5: 11 force damage.
3: And with that, there is a mini explosion and bones starts to rain.
5: A bunch of flowers go poof all over the place and they smell very nice and Thorn does a little ditty and he does a little jig and then he realizes that there's still skeletons alive so he very quickly jumps out of the room back to where he was and then he gives Seeker and Methuselah a thumbs up and that is what he will do
3: now it's another skeleton the one that is across from the room goes for a shot at Mortis and Mortis is quickly enough to dodge out of the way before the arrow connects with his body. Seeker, your turn.
4: Seeker is going to kind of like look into the room and you know, they're gonna try, they're gonna try insightful fighting again against uh, the other one that just tried to attack Mortis. So deception check versus my insight check. Uh, I got a 16 for that insight.
3: You beat me by one.
4: Nice. They still have their rapier in their hand, so they're going to try and try and do that move again.
3: All right, is it is important to say that the two remaining skeletons are not only past Mortis, it's five feet into the room. I'm going to allow you to go and move past Mortis by double your movement. Roll for attack and damage, please.
4: Does a 22 hit? Yes, it does. That's going to do 12 piercing damage.
3: And with that, you whip out the rapier. You do a quick swing to the side and decapitates the skeleton, and it, the rest of the bones just dismantles.
4: Um, and then I'm going to reverse my movement because I still have enough to do that.
3: Mort, your turn.
1: As soon as like the as soon as the seeker rushes in and kills the far skeleton. More just like, lunges forward towards the final one. He has, like, an overhead slash on him.
3: Go ahead.
1: That definitely hits. That is a 24.
3: It does hit. Roll for the damage.
1: I got 13 damage. I was going to smite, but I wanted it because I wanted to be extra. But you know
3: what? I mean, it is an undead. It goes against the teachings of the. actually. This Tia, is what
1: actually. I was thinking. No, if you want to go for you know yeah. what? It's very suboptimal, but I'll do it for the plays. Let's see how much I overkill this thing. Uh, so that's
3: twenty-one damage. <laughs> you have a great sword. This place is not that big. You were being careful when attacking the other ones, but this one, you put the anger of she behind it. You raise your blade in an overarching, downwards lash, and with it, the light illuminates the blade completely lighting up the room and the swift wings of the moth she appears to embellish your blade and as you do your swing it's not only the flakes of the goddess's wings that trails your swing no it's also the destruction of the roof of the room that you were able to cut in a good two inches in and as you cut in this whole room's roof you connect with the skeleton and he not only explodes the bones pulverize and a small crater is created in the spot where this skeleton once stood
1: as as he's doing the swing too morris is gonna like with all sort of fury he as he's just like return to ash you undead
3: filth and with it, all the bones that exploded outwards from your attack, you do see some of them becoming dust and just flying against a breeze that does not exist within this place.
4: Seeker is going to go and see what's in that chest now.
3: <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> within this chest, there is a pouch of coins that is a little bit hefty. You open up. And easily find within what you think is around 54 silver pieces and 15 gold pieces additionally there is a full quiver inside this quiver has 10 arrows that resembles a lot the arrows of the skeleton guards they are called acid arrowheads and there is one arrow this arrow it's no different than any arrow that you have seen before except for the fact that against the light of the torch it seems to glisten a little bit too much almost as if it reflected light too too easily
4: can we do a check to see like what that is
3: do an arcana check
4: seeker rolled a four thorn rolled a 10. uh methuselah rolled a 14.
3: unfortunately for thorn and seeker it just seems like the light just Yeah, it's the reflection of the light, so what? (laughs) For Mifu's Levo, they understand that magical items tend to react to light differently. And this arrow seems to have some sort of magical property, for it is reacting to the light.
4: Is there anything else in the
5: chest?
3: No, that's it.
5: Thorn is gonna look at Mortis and be like, We found a hidden door! And there were skeletons inside!
1: Mortis is just gonna like slowly sheath his greatsword listen I, I'm glad that it all worked out but next time the two of you shouldn't rush, a- rush away so recklessly you could have been hurt or killed
5: Thorn walks over to Mortis and offers him a random bone shard he found
1: Mortis stares down he takes it and he sort of like tucks it into his into his cloak
4: Thorn climbs into Mortis's shell.
1: Um, he's gonna glance over his seeker. Are you all right? You you took quite a few hits.
4: Oh, I'll be okay. Don't worry.
1: Is there anything I can do? I can I can try my hand at healing you.
4: Uh, I I think we'll be okay for now. I want to finish up in this room, and then we'll we'll talk about healing.
1: As you wish.
4: Can we loot the other skeletons
2: in the meanwhile?
3: Yes, you can. All right. There were four skeletons. So, they just have the arrows. I'm just gonna ask you guys to roll to see how many arrows you guys recover, and that's it, really. Is Mortis also gonna loot, or...? I
1: guess, yeah. If, if Thorn's not going to, he's, he'll, he'll, like, gingerly start.
3: Seeker will loot, too. Would, please, Luai and Kat roll as these sits? Ash will roll two these sixes. I got a six. Exactly how many arrows you guys get?
4: Um, I got four.
1: Mortis is gonna kinda like lean back and do his. like turn his head towards the shell slightly. Uh, are these arrows of any use to you?
5: Yes! Thorn has a bow!
1: Very well. I will keep them for you then.
5: Thorn will like reach his little grubby hand out to take them. <laughs> like.
1: He'll like gingerly give them over. He's like, just be careful back there. There's nothing protecting my bare flesh inside the shell.
5: Yeah, he'll take. Thorn will take them and put them in his quiver.
3: You guys also find one arrow that glistens against the light in each of the quivers
1: i'm just giving all my arrows to thorns that I don't have any use for them
3: uh
4: guys so i figured out the gold and the silver in here and so i was thinking that because y'all really helped me out there's it doesn't evenly divide really so there's three extra gold pieces after dividing it equally and two extra silver. I was thinking that each of you could take an extra gold piece and I I could take the two silver. Does that
2: seem fair? I would say that seems fair.
4: Alright. So everyone, like y'all are going to get four gold pieces and 13 silver pieces. I'm going to get three gold and 15 silver, okay? Sounds
1: agreeable to me.
4: Alright, I just wanted to make sure that everyone else thought it was fair before I handed off your, your pals, and then um, Seeker's just going to give everyone their gold. Uh, Mortis, uh, you're okay to hold on to Thorns, right? Because he seems to be back in your shell.
1: Yes, of course.
2: Well, I think that, Seeker, you took quite a beating. Uh, perhaps you should either take a rest or have Mortis sort of heal you, and if there's anyone else who requires some sort of healing.
1: Well, before we were interrupted... Uh, I was actually about to start working on an antidote for whatever ailment is afflicting uh, Seeker and Thorn, so perhaps I could get started on that.
4: Oh, I do have the rats right here. I was thinking I could give you either one or two to work on the antidote. What do you think?
1: Whatever is preferable to you. Uh, I have a bit of, not much, but I have a bit of experience with these things, so uh, I'll certainly do my best.
4: (laughs) I'll give you two for now, Uh, just because I wanted to try and keep some of the rat blood, because I thought maybe I could coat some of my arrows or some of my um, weapons in it and use that as a poison thing. I wouldn't, of course, ever aim towards you, my friend.
1: Much appreciated. Uh, But do be careful with that stuff. It's gotten us into quite a bit of trouble.
2: Oh, I know. I'm going to provide assistance...
1: Ah, thank you very much, Methuselah.
2: You're welcome. I I don't really have much experience either, but I have some things, some knowledge.
1: So you said it was a survival check?
3: Yes. That's a dirty 20. After 20 minutes, you're able to concoction what you think to be the closest thing to a remedy. It's a weird concoction that has a darker look to it, a darker liquid inside, because it's the combination of the blood plus a few herbs and yeah. Now the only way to figure it out is by testing it. Well, I believe
1: I've done it. It, it seems to be relatively stable. Uh, I, I figure it's safe to test it before I try making another. Uh, which which one of you would like to try it?
5: Thorn already has like 57 diseases, so might as well <laughs> let him try it. Uh, how about we give it to Thorn?
1: More <laughs> oh, is this? You could be like, well, only if Thorn is all right with it.
5: Thorn kind of, like, peeks out of the shell and goes, Yes! Yes! Uh,
1: I, I have a medicine that might help with your sickness. Would, would you like to take it?
0: Oh, yes! I, I Thorns
5: want to take it.
1: Well, all right. Sit down and I'll give it to you. He'll
5: crawl out of the shell and sit on the ground beside them.
1: Okay. Uh, so he's going to, like, give it to him. Just be like, all right, be very careful. I'm not... Completely certain this will work, but I've done my very best.
5: Yeah, Thornbull
3: drinks a drink of it. <laughs> or drinks it without question. It is disgusting. The flavor, the combination is horrible, horrible. But after, you know, 20 to 30 seconds of you like completely hating everything and everyone, you start to notice that you're not breathing so heavily anymore. You actually feel okay and there's gonna take a few moments for you to get the taste out of your mouth and for the sweating to like stop but overall you actually start feeling good
5: Thorn takes it and like he drinks it and he kind of waits for a few seconds and then it goes bah! and he looks like he's dying for like a few moments there and then he's like fine like he starts to look visibly look better but he's also fussing because it tasted really bad
1: see mortis is like in dad mode cause he doesn't know if it even worked so he's just like oh dear oh god i've killed him I... I are you alright are, are you okay
0: so it just feels less sweaty it tasted terrible yes. like licking a rock that has been stuck to the butt of an oxen
1: well you know some medicines are like Dash, I suppose.
0: Thorin is never checking for again.
1: We'll discuss that another time. <laughs> well, uh, taste aside, it seems to have been a grand success. Uh, would you
3: like to try it, Seeker?
4: Oh, absolutely. Thank you.
3: All right. Let's, let's see if I can whip up another one. Now you just need to do another use of the healer's kit, another rat, and you will do the check, but the DC now is going to be substantially easier because... This first time, it could have happened a lot of things, but now that you got it, it should be fairly easy for you to do it again.
4: And I'll help you again.
3: So I got a 21. You're easily able to make another, another remedy of this rat disease.
1: Just for the folks at home, uh, the other die... I I rolled an 18 plus 3, but the other die was a natural (laughs) 1. So...
2: Darn, I could have got Bardic Inspiration
4: back that I did not use. At
1: the cost of Um, Seeker probably dying.
4: And, um, yeah, unfortunately, the 1 was the die that I loaned to him. So Seeker's just going to kind of drink it. They know from um, experience what parental figures can do when you don't take your medication because you know running around seekers gotten into some mischief and whenever they had to take medication not only would their parents make sure that they took it but the clerics at cat castle would also make sure that they took it and nobody was very nice when it came to that dealing with a little tabaxi who got themselves into trouble refusing to take their medication so they're just they're just gonna down it they've definitely tasted worse they're like it's better than when i ate that rat
3: (laughs) it still tastes disgusting not even mud water would taste better than this and i mean dirty mud water would taste better than this
1: i like to picture like mortis is like kneeled down next to seeker he has like he has like a water skin he's like yeah here you go Uh, this should help wash it down
4: Seeker's gonna happily take some water. It helps. Thank you, Mortis. That really meant a lot.
1: Well, I'm not much of a healer compared to Nera, but I do my best.
2: (laughs) I think you did splendid.
5: Yeah, I think after taking the drink of the antidote, Thorn just kind of sits down and starts to relax. I think he sits like near Methuselah. I'll play a song that's really resting so you get the song of rest. As we're doing a short rest, Thorn wants to look over to Methuselah and kind of just watch him. Elveses. Oh, yes, what is it, Thorn? You've, lo- you've lost, you've become lost to time like Thornses.
2: I I don't really know what you mean by that. Well,
0: Thorn fell down to stone skies and saw a place with many colors. And then, now Thorn does not know exactly what goes
2: on. Like. Like the elves, I suppose that is somewhat similar, yes. You've been alive for a long time? Well, not really as long as most elves, but I I would say for something comparably like a human mid-age. So elves live
0: very long?
2: Oh yes, they do. Very long lives. Goblins is very quickly. I don't know much about goblins, but I guess comparably to elves, yes. They die very quickly.
0: Most don't live long because it is a very dangerous life being a goblins.
2: What's it like for you?
0: Thorn remembers walking very often to many different places in forests with
2: stones and and many bad things would attack us. So you are a traveler then as well?
3: Methuselah asks this question, but in the back of Thorn's mind, he hears not only the question of Methuselah, but he hears yelling and shouting of angry mob as you and your father had to chase yourselves out of the danger before the worst happened. And that distracts you for a moment before you re- notice that Methuselah asked you a question.
5: Thorne kind of like goes blank for a second. Not like he's thinking, but like he's distracted. And then he blinks and he kind of just like shakes his head and goes, Oh, terrible things happen to goblins. Oh no,
2: what sort of things?
0: Horrible
2: things. Terrible, unthinkable things happen. Is it people who are unkind to you on the road? Oh,
0: terrible things happen.
2: Thorn just
0: always wishes he was never born a goblin. Oh no, you're, you're wonderful, Thorn. No, goblins, they are horrible. They are the worst thing. Why would you say that? The goblins, they're terrible. We are like monsters and never can we stop in one place and call home always moving around or having to take and take we can never settle and when we do settle and
2: he shakes his head what sort of things happen if you settle
5: he kind of pauses again for a second and then he seems like very distressed instead of answering thorn like very quickly like takes his pack off and kind of just like throws it to the ground very roughly and he starts like very like quickly rummaging through it and then from it he pulls out what looks like a apple, but it's blue. And he just kind of starts like pacing while like holding it and like almost like muttering to it. What is that, Thor? It's not nothing for the eyes of the elves.
2: What is it to somebody who does not have eyes of an elf?
0: Well, it's, it is something very, very important. You would not understand unless you have the eyes of
2: Thor. What does someone with the eyes of Thorn think this is?
0: It's very important. I must never let anything bad happen to it. Not ever. Because if anything bad happens to it, then Thorn, Thorn would not be able to live.
2: Where did Thorn get such a strange looking fruit? From the
0: place of many
2: colors.
0: Where, where we fell down the stone skies and landed in a place That was like a maze of roots and trees with eyes and mouths that would scoop you up if you were
2: not fast enough to get away from them. So you took it from this maze? Did it belong to somebody?
3: A cat purr echoes in the back of Thorn's mind as if it was starting to get entertained by this. And... You have a very foreboding feeling creep up the back of your neck.
0: Thorn got it from nowhere! Is El- it elves trying to trick Thorn? Trick, trick Thorn into saying things he cannot say!
2: Oh no, I'm just curious. I, I wouldn't want to trick you, don't worry. Thorn does not believe the elves. Thor- the- they-, they only want to hurt the goblins all the time. Oh, I don't I want to hurt you. I, I mean, I may have been sort of kidnapped when I was very young, but you know, those might have been different sorts of goblins and I hold no ill will towards you or your family. I think Thorn, he seems like he's not really paying attention
5: to what you're saying. He goes back into this sort of like mad pacing as he's like speaking in almost like an argumentative way to this
2: apple. I'll perception check with their murmuring. I'm gonna use knowledge of past life to help me. <laughs> Sixteen
5: He seems to be muttering to himself almost in like a sing songy voice. Um It is mine seeking changed change changed change,
0: change eyes at Trower. I, I went down stone I went down stone skies I miss my I miss my senses, I miss my heart. I alone High, lone, and wild, sea was to heart with contempted love. We, blind, blinded, was we, followed blind. We, we did feel with glee. Strain, strain cats will make suffering to, will make
5: suffering to bear. Forcing my, forcing my return to your nightmare.
4: And he's just repeating it to himself over and over again. Could I do. I know probably this will amount to nothing, but this is just Methuselah's train of thought. Could I do, like, a history check of any sort of literature that this might be? Because it sounds very literature.
3: Go ahead ahead. Ten. Tell me the name of one of Fools' Fortune, who you think would be the wildest card.
4: It was Tybalt. who was basically like a jester.
3: (laughs) This is a thing that Tybalt would probably sing and compose. He was always a little bit off. He was always a little bit crazy, always interested in eating mushrooms and herbs and grass. He would talk about weird fairies and weird folk that he also said was some source of his musical inspiration. Oh, Tybalt. Long ago, Tybalt.
2: <laughs> Tybalt died. <laughs> <laughs> he got ran over by a cart
4: of horses. A stray cart of horses. Toll poor <laughs> What I imagine is like Tybalt was standing in a road <laughs> and.
0: Remember Dibble?
3: This is Canon now. Sometimes yeah. I can
5: still hear his voice.
3: <laughs> this is Canon now. Dibble die in a car in a fucking vehicle accident.
4: <laughs> With centaurs as well. There was a, first there was a wagon that came by and it was like going it like lost its fucking driver and was going down this massive hill and ran him over, and then I heard a centaur. Just, like, stomped him into the ground. He could have been alright if it were just the wagon, but then the centaurs really did it. The centaurs are trying to catch the wagon. They
3: didn't <laughs> Literally, actually, they yeah, didn't let's just say that. He was so small. <laughs> and he probably was enjoying the activity of the mushrooms. I, all right. love,
1: I love TST when it's world building.
4: <laughs> it's alright, no one liked Tibbled anyway. He was kind of a prude.
1: <laughs>
3: oh, Sweet Tibbled.
4: <laughs> sweet Prince, may he rest in peace. <laughs> Crush the may flights of angels just guide him home. <laughs> A freaking American flag comes over. <laughs> Good
1: night, sweet Prince.
5: <laughs> leave this in! Leave this in, Kat, you have to edit
3: American
0: flag. <laughs> We need to commission
3: a picture the, of Tybalt. The, the image of Tybalt. <laughs> 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 an angelical uh, visage of a halfling with his spine, like, uh, his spine is just as twisted as an accordion. <laughs> Did you notice that we tried to come back and we, go, no, <laughs> and it's we got lost you again? You started
0: it. Cool. Welcome, to right,
3: back story- we go. Back. Welcome
4: to the storytellers, <sighs> Tybalt. <Tibble. laughs> <laughs> oh, Tybalt. Can I like make the connection of the Feywild because I do, we do know that Thorn has been in the Feywild, and now there's a thing about Tybalt, and the fairies and mushrooms.
3: I'll allow you to do an intelligence check. Natural twenty, baby. This seems something evident of the Feywild.
4: Right now, I'll just keep it to myself, and because I feel like a like Thorn has like a social meter that
5: I've filled up. <laughs> I think eventually Thorne just like finds a corner to sit in and rock himself as he whispers things to the apple.
3: You guys take your rest, you guys recuperate, then you guys decide that it's time to proceed. Finally you head towards the only door there is left of this room for you guys to continue on with your endeavor. As you open the door, you find yourselves in a long hallway. There is a door at the very end, and two doors close to the end, and they are facing each other. As you guys start, no more than few steps in, one of the doors open. This door is the door to the right side of the wall. And from this door emerges the sound of cackling as Bones walks in into the hallway. These Bones are also skeletons, but different from the ones that you guys fought just a few moments ago. Some of them are wearing less, no more than a loincloth, while others are wearing more, almost like armor. They have swords, hand axes, arrows and bows. And the one thing that piques your interest is the fact that they don't seem to be moving like the others. For interesting and weird black vines are what seems to be connecting the bones one at another. And that's what keeps them moving. And from within, their empty sockets. A small greenish candlelight is visible as it is the magic that keeps them moving.
0: Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on whatever app you use to listen to the podcast. And be sure to catch the next installment of the Sunless Citadel every Thursday at 12pm EST. If you like the show, please consider leaving a review. It's a small way to show your support that goes a long way. To connect with us, follow our social media accounts, and if you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon to join the conversation, view sneak peeks of our next project, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Corton from Off the Beaten Path Musical. The Sunless Citadel can be found in the Tales from the Yawning Portal by Wizards of the Coast. The World of Nusso Mundus was created by Pedro Stockler. Thanks again for listening from all of us at the Storytellers Tavern.